And hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom Zoho CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. The host of today's show is Jennifer Roos with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., and her guest today is Stephen Brewer. Hi, Stephen. Thank you for coming on today. I know, unlike a lot of my guests, you're actually located out in Kansas right now. Metro out of Kansas City, Olathe, Kansas. How I know Stephen, actually, is because about a year ago, almost a full year ago, actually, um, he he bid out a project for marketing something that he was going to try as a, as a new entrepreneur into the world of retail. And so he reached out and we got connected. And ironically, he did, we found out he was doing certain things that weren't exactly right. <laughs> so when we actually went into the marketing space, because that's what I was originally hired for by Steven and his company, which is Brewer Store, uh, it was kind of interesting because, well, um, Steven was going after the entrepreneurial dream, but not knowing exactly how to do it just yet. <laughs> So, Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about why you got into what you're doing and why you became an entrepreneur? Because, I mean, let's say you you actually work for the city, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I work for, I work for the local municipality of Kansas, just where I live and where I grew up with all my life. So I know all the school districts and everything. So it really uh, gave me a passion for the people and the process of being a public servant. And so part of what inspired me is... Uh, bringing the quality control and servitude that I learned as a public servant into the online world through the customer service and quality that I can uh, provide to my customers. So what do you mean by quality and customer service? Because I know that that term is used a lot for a lot of different things. And to me, it doesn't mean much in a lot of cases. It's just a word being used. What, why are you, what do you, what's the meaning behind that word? Well, the meaning behind that word, at least here in the Midwest, is, you know, you uh, your customer is more than just a number and you uh, treat it like that. So you make sure and verify every single product that you ship out and every single vendor that you make a connection with. And you make sure that you vet them and you know exactly what kind of service and experience your customer is going to have. And if for some reason they don't fulfill that, you make sure it's right with the vendor and the customer every time. So how did COVID affect what we were doing as far as the launch of your store, providing the products, getting involved with the actual customer? COVID, as of a lot of businesses, um, postponed some things for us. So our uh, vendor contacts were a little slow. And of course, the government offices were a little slow. So some paperwork went a lot slower than expected. But that gave us a lot of opportunities to make new connections with some of these vendors that are looking to a more wholesale model and be able to uh, quality control and obtain those exclusive contracts for the consumers that we're offering services to. I know it did give one thing a little bit different. Some of the larger retailers that were unexpected and also just retailers in general, you were able to get some U.S. exclusive contracts. I know I can't announce which ones legally, but you ended up getting some, some straight U.S. retailers to wholesale to you, 
which was fantastic. Yeah, I switched almost my motto exclusively to a, a U.S.-based thing. So all my shipping times will be excellent, and all my products will be U.S.-based, which is what uh, the customers are wanting these days. So getting into the creating of the business, what kind of pitfalls did you run into in cre- becoming an entrepreneur? What did you learn becoming this entrepreneur that you, you're becoming from a public servant to now the world of entrepreneurship? Well, it's uh, it's always an adventure becoming the face of a brand and a company. So uh, as a uh, relatively young person running into the business world, I really ran into some of the stereotypical problems when you walk into a bank as a 20-something-year-old and you ask for a bunch of funding for an idea and someone to believe in your stuff. So so that's what you, the biggest thing that I noticed is you really have to um, have all your paperwork together and learn stuff and be two steps ahead of every single person that you're asking to support you. You really know your stuff for your customers and your funders to believe in your business. Well, it's a little bit more than that. I mean, some of the other things that you learned, right? Entrepreneurship is not as fun sometimes as it sounds. It's a lot of repeat paperwork, people telling you you didn't receive what they, they were you have sent them six times, even though you watched it be handed to them. <laughs> All the fun things with the, I now make my own hour, so I work 24 hours a day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was, that was an adventure. You know, you just lock yourself in a hotel room and fill out paperwork until you get all the vendors and your funding <laughs> that you need. Um, and you just work, you know, whatever times you need to make it work. But that's part of being an adventure of an entrepreneur is actually, you know, using that time between 6 p.m. and midnight that you were going to watch TV to really make something for the world and the customers that you're serving. Yeah. The other thing, though, is what one of the things, remember, um, so as I said, I've worked with Steven now for quite a few months, and it was very funny because when we first started out, he had a great idea. He had the part of the consumer side ready to go. He was ready to push it and ready to go to market, the problem is he had none of the legal side done and didn't realize he needed all that. And the other thing I know that we talked about at the very beginning is growing too slow versus growing too fast and what damage both can cost. And I know at first you didn't understand what I was talking about until that Christmas. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the COVID and Christmas are great examples of what can happen if you uh, have your vendors all overseas and then on a sudden ban all overseas, your products suddenly all dry up and then you don't have a business anymore. And that's why I switched to a US based uh, and some of the countries that I know that their products uh, are less likely to run into PR problems like that. And the Christmas thing I told you about was some, a lot of uh, drop shippers that had similar models did not have, uh, they promised too much or they didn't have vendors with exclusive pull contracts so they sold more than the vendor actually even had available which obviously created a return and pr nightmare that if you did the proper excellent quality control and stuff that i model in my business you prevent those pr and problems and quality control issues that tend to fall into some of these trendsetters that are just trying to flip profit off a trending product yeah, um, I mean, they went even as far as what having to shut down their entire offices, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly, or, you know, file bankruptcy and reformat underneath another business name. 
It's crazy. You know, one one of the other things I think you learned too recently was about what SBA stands for and and how it helps small business or how their version of what a small business is. That was a pretty interesting process. Everyone's like, it's a small business loan. You know, it's for startups and everything. But what the bank really means is, is two years of business with a solid cash flow sheet and you really don't need the money, but we're willing to give the money to you now. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's, uh, SBA loans are not necessarily for startups at all. And I tell that to a lot of startups. And then, as, and then the grant money that came in from the CARES Act didn't exactly qualify for a lot of people either. Yeah, that one, you know, it really wanted a really established business with an established payroll. And for you to prove, you know, you needed that on a very large scale. And we saw that it was people on huge scales that were getting it versus all the small people that were really just living month to month on their funding. Yeah. And I know that um, in some cases, some of my clients ended up not getting the PPP because they were deemed too small, I guess. I don't know. Um, I You also learned uh, another thing when we got you the initial funding, because uh, unlike a lot of startups, actually, Stephen did qualify to get funding. But as a startup, you rely on your personal credit, and you rely on your personal history, at least for the first six months to a year, at minimum, before you can utilize your business credit. Because just like a baby, credit's got to grow, just like a human being. Mm -hmm. And the same goes for a business. And one of the things that we went through the whole credit process with you, too, so not just from a business plan standpoint, but literally taking it to that next level and going to the product level and to not just setting up the products and the licenses, but also getting you that initial 100000 in funding to get you started. And I know that that's still a process that's happening because we're going to switch that over to a business funding shortly. But you want to tell uh, the listeners a little bit about that process and kind of how we got to that point and what what steps we, we actually took to get there? Well, the original steps is just, you know, being a responsible steward with your money from a young age, you know, start at 16 and build it as soon as you can hit 18 is really what put me into the position and saving so much of my funds from working since 17 in government, giving the opportunity to uh, pitch to these companies, such as uh, your company with Ken that we set our funding up with, basically reached out to several different organizations and we um, pitched to everyone at once versus doing it singular at a time, which saved a lot of time and then took whoever came back to us and uh, took those things, which are now, um, just on credit lines on cards currently. And then we're obviously going to switch all those cards to a maintainable um... revolving line. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was even more than that. I mean, even for just doing that, we needed to have certain paperwork in place. I mean, you, we went around and got the business plan, the financial projections. We actually did the market research. We got the target market. We understood your competitive landscape. We got your business licenses. <laughs> we got your reseller licenses. I mean, these are all the different steps that had to be taken before anybody would even look at you for the potential of giving you money. I mean, they, that's what people forget in a lot of business owners. And that's one of the pieces that, again, we worked with you on putting all those steps in place so that you could get that, even that initial funding and just yeah. the proper launch of the business. That was the 30 hours launch in the hotel room where we stacked the folders and labeled them all. <laughs> every single thing before the people asked for it 
So that's a really key when you walk into a bank, if you have all the folders labeled and on the table and they can tell that you already know the process and you're ready to roll, you know, you have more cards in your hand then as a 26 year old than uh, if you just walked in there and they asked for each thing and you're like, oh, I'll get that to you. They're like, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was right down to having the right paperwork just to open a business account. Yeah. I mean, it's more complicated than showing your ID and giving them 25 bucks. You literally need articles of incorporation. You need your LLC or S-Corp documentation. You need proof. And depending if you're LLC or if you're multi-member owned, you need your full articles of incorporation and organizational documentation. Yeah, and that was, that was an interesting thing for that bank. You know, I walked in the first time and I kind of had stuff figured out and I laid everything on there. But the second time I walked it out for my minimal lifestyle store, you know, I literally laid everything out on the desk and they're like, oh, you've been through this before, huh? And like, yeah. And so they're, they're really willing to up your accounts and stuff once you develop a relationship with their merchant services and banks. And you always want to keep great relationships with them because they're your keys to the future. Yeah, because I know we flew out to you actually in Kansas and met with you in person and we met with your bankers mm -hmm. and went through the whole process with them. And yes, we spent those 30 hours in the hotels getting all of that ready to go to make sure that we could get in and get the funding properly done for this. So tell us a little bit about um, the launch of this site. I know that it's been a long time coming and the re there was a lot of moving pieces to get you to this. So tell me kind of what's going to happen and, and what are the next steps for your business? So the next step for the, the Brewer store is going to be, uh, we model it similarly off just a general store where we have uh, a few quality products that we're going to do. They are a in the top trending categories rotating online based on our data research. Um, and so the launch date is actually going to be uh, July 10th, Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. So I'm really excited to you know open that up to the world and provide these quality products that I've spent these months acquiring contracts and researching and making sure they actually fulfill what they claim and quality testing every single one of our products for our customers. Yeah, I know all about the quality testing part. And one of the things that he did very different than a lot of retailers do actually is he bought the products, had them sent to multiple people who tested the products, actually tested the return policies on the products. We tested the quality, the delivery time, the, the schedule, the actual use of the product to make sure it actually works. So literally it was exactly what you see, what you were going to see on his site is what you are going to receive. So it's literally quality for a change, not just, okay, it looked like a great picture and it's 20 sizes too small or <laughs> it's not even the right category. It's not the right product. So this was kind of a neat little thing. And that's why when we go back to that customer service and quality that he was, what, that Steven was saying, and that's the vision behind his company is, and what he's, his whole vision behind doing this is that he was, when he came to me, he said that he was upset with what current dropshippers and resellers and retailers for that matter were doing online. They were selling stuff that wasn't good, that the products were missing pieces. They were damaged or they just weren't the products that you were supposed to get. So, this was part of the reason for the brewer store and also for his other store, which is a lifestyle store 
called Minimal. And that one, if I'm not mistaken, is in is more on literally furniture, lifestyle, products for the house, for the home, for the life. Exactly. And it's the same concept. A lot of people are disappointed maybe by even what you buy at a furniture store and how long that quality lasts or when you buy a shirt, you know, versus, you know, if you buy a shirt from somewhere that was shipped from somewhere else and then all your buttons fall out or it starts unraveling, you get really disappointed. So I wanted to bring that into the lifestyle thing. So whether it's an accessory or a furniture piece, those are things people value and they invest them in an investment and they're going to be displaying them literally on their person every single day or in their house. So quality is really important in that. And that's why a lot of people are hesitant to even order furniture online because they're afraid because of past experiences other people have told them about maybe on other sites or online. Oh, also, uh, one of the things that I know you came to me that you were very, very passionate about with having these two stores was giving back. Uh, part of yours was that piece of service. You want to tell the, the listeners a little bit about what you intend to do with the service side of your business? The service side of the business, uh, I always look for opportunities that I can fund or inspire other people's dreams. So what I'm currently working on is I'm currently working on a uh, the children's video project so i'm going to be a sponsor of that and uh, you know help those kids achieve and have the opportunity to fulfill dreams and be entrepreneurs or whatever their passion in life is and uh, this organization that we're going to work with in this fall for this film festival is going to you know really help these living legends connect with these children and help them achieve what passions that they want to so, and I know that you're now fulfilling a passion that you have because this was a long road for you because um, there was a lot of things that you went through before you decided to, to do this mm -hmm. from a personal standpoint as well as a professional standpoint. And so can you tell a little, everybody a little bit about this launch tomorrow? I know, I, I know I can tell everybody a little bit about the Brewer Store launch, which is um, they're going to be, I believe, a little over 55 products that are going to launch in a soft launch this weekend the on special. And this is and he wants everybody to come to the site, and he'll tell you a little bit about the site. But come to the site. Tell everybody what he wants to know, what you think of it, how, how you use it, what you think of the products. And remember that in total there's going to be a lot more products going on to this site. But this is just to kind of get an idea see how the whole system flows and before the the actual launch but this is the soft launch is going to be tomorrow night at eight o'clock central so nine o'clock eastern and come to his store check it out this is kind of a neat thing he's literally taking the old country general store online it's going to be every kind of unique product including pet products so come to his store and check it out. So why don't you tell him a little bit about how to get to your store? And again, it's going to be fanfare, and there will, be, and there will be an area for comments on the page. So the website is easy. You just use it like anything else. So it's going to be uh, brewer-store.com. You go to the store. You're going to see the nice uh, general store layout. Uh, everything's going to be there, and it's going to be really easy to navigate and. Uh, I'm keeping a limited supply of products so that we can uh, monitor the quality control and get all the feedback from our customers because each individual feedback matters to us and we will read it and take that into consideration and 
you know, make the site uh, customer-based, just like an old general store. The customer and the individual is what really drives the passion behind this store and drives the quality and reinsurance that we drive in the uh, brewer store business model. Also, don't be freaked out if if you guys go onto the chat feature and someone answers you back. It's not an auto robot. Ironically, there are real people that are actually watching what you're writing on there. So note, you will actually get a, if someone asks you, "Can I help you?" There are real people actually asking if you can be helped. So note that when you go on there, and if you do go on the chat function, it's not just a robot that's on there right now. And also for those vendors out there uh, if Steven can give you his number and contact details right now and he they can reach out to him and any US vendors that he could possibly you know check the quality and control and see if he can resell through through the the store it might fit within one of his categories so why don't you tell him how to reach out to you to to get a hold of you and possibly partner on an exclusive level yeah, so yeah, the best way to reach out to me is uh, either in writing through stephen.q.brewer at uh, gmail.com or you can uh, give me texts or calls uh, with context uh, to 913-957-0183. And uh, I'm, I'm close by my phone. I'll have a conversation and uh, personally check out each one of your products and uh, I'd love the opportunity to supply uh, my customers with the best quality product that you bring me. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jennifer, for hosting. And thank you, Stephen Brewer, for being our guest today. This has been Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. To find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., visit Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. at 470-202-8659 or visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. You've been listening to Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X.